Latoya. Uh, uh, what's her name? It's Latoya. Ha 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 Yo, every time I do this, I crack myself up because I'm literally sitting here by myself doing this. But guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Antelope Girl Podcast. This is your podcast for your 30-somethings and your 40-somethings. And we are on a quest. We are on a quest to get our analog glass in this digital-driven world. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and all the other episodes that you listen to. Whether you're new or old, I just appreciate the support. I appreciate the DMs I get. I appreciate... Um, the conversations I have with people, I know we don't even really know each other, but y'all be coming and messaging me and we just be talking and I love it. And I just love that we're all uh, growing and, and realizing that anxiety ain't shit. <laughs> so thank you so much guys for listening. Um, so today's a special day. Uh, tomorrow is my birthday. Well, today is a special day and tomorrow is an extra special day. So, um, I'm getting ready to celebrate my 41st birthday. God willing. I'm so happy, um, and excited, um, to be doing absolutely nothing. (laughs) I'm not doing a thing. I think I am going to be in the bed, um, drinking some tea, um, discovering what kind of content I create, I can create for Antelope Girl and just chilling in the house. The weather just doesn't look that, um, appealing anyway to go out and also they are getting ready to lock new york all the way back down um so um it's but it's still a special day so i just wanted to share with you guys that i by the time you're listening to this actually it will be my birthday so send me some birthday love Uh, put a smile on my face okay it's the gift that keeps on giving Because once I smile, then I make everybody else smile. So anyway, um, but yes, thank you guys for tuning in. Today, we're talking about boundaries and how um, people with anxiety or people who struggle with anxiety. I'm coming to listen before we get into the conversation. I'm finding that I don't want to say my anxiety anymore because it ain't mine. It wasn't given to me. That was not a gift from God (laughs) to me. I don't own it. It is not mine. Um, I am not the owner of anxiety. Um, It is just something that has come into my life that doesn't belong here. And I am getting it out of my life, depressing it in my life. So um, I'm trying, I'm, I'm being thoughtful about saying people who struggle with anxiety or like myself who struggle with anxiety, not my anxiety. So maybe that's something that y'all might want to pick up to as well is to stop claiming ownership to it and stop saying my and just um, acknowledging it as um, one of the many struggles that we have in our lives. And it's something that we have to learn to, to cope and learn to deal with and how to manage it to make sure that it doesn't happen again. With that being said, in this episode, we are talking about setting boundaries and people who struggle with anxiety or depression. Well, mostly anxiety. We're going to talk mostly about people who struggle with anxiety. It's very hard for them, me, to set boundaries for fear of conflict, for fear of rejection, for fear of uh, being abandoned. It's just a lot of reasons why it might be hard to set boundaries in life with people, um, with jobs, just in, in just life skills. It might be very hard. So this is what we're going to talk about <laughs> What is wrong with it? It's like, I, I just want to be like, this is what we're going to talk about. <sighs> Something's wrong with me. 
Okay. I'm not even going to, I can't, I don't know. I haven't even had any tea. I haven't had anything. I have nothing in my system right now. I just, maybe I'm feeling a, a bit um, upbeat. I don't know. Um, but yes, this is what we're going to talk about today, guys. So let's just get into uh, the anxiety check-in. Alrighty, well, I hope you guys' anxiety levels are low to non-existent. And if not, uh, you know, we like to do a quick breathing exercise, okay? I always tell you guys in the beginning, it always sounds cliche. Some people be like, ain't nobody got time to be breathing. What? That is the ultimate gift that God could ever give us is the gift of breath because it means it's the gift of life. So we're going to do a quick deep breathing exercise to relax us. Even if you don't have any anxiety, it's always still good to do some breathing because it just makes your body feel good. So one time in through the nose, hold it, breathe out through the mouth. One more time in through the nose. Hold it. Breathe out through the mouth. Last time, big deep breath in through the nose. Hold it. Now breathe out through the mouth. Alrighty, now shake them shoulders, uh, swing the head from side to side, you know, raise your arms up, shake your hands, drop them, and uh, let's get into the conversation. I hope that makes you feel good, because I'm feeling a little good, I'm feeling a little relaxed, okay? I'm feeling a little zen. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just, you know, me, guys, I just like to crack myself up. Um, okay, so today we're talking about setting boundaries and why it could be a little more difficult for folks who struggle with anxiety or anxiety disorders like myself. And I'm speaking from experience this whole time, as I always do in majority of my um, uh, podcast episodes. I always speak from experience. If you are new here, you know that I am no, I am not afraid to be transparent about what is going on in my life um, currently or in the past um, to, um, I guess, help to show how I've learned to manage um, in this world. And I'm not saying by far at all (laughs) that I have conquered or got the answer to everything um, or figured out this whole life with um, struggling with with an anxiety disorder, but I have come a long way. So setting boundaries, anxiety is hard. Why do we need to set boundaries? Um, We need to set boundaries because, you know, people be out here fucking trying it. That's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. People be out here and they be trying it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, they're doing it in a mean way or they're doing it because they don't like you or whatever. But at the end of the day, everyone has their own agenda. Okay, we're all we're all out here trying to be not selfish or whatever. Well, a, a lot of us are. Hopefully we are trying not to be selfish. But at the end of the day, we all have our own self agendas. Right. Um, we go through a lot of stuff and then we expect uh, a level of engagement from certain people like our friends, our best friends, our husbands, our wives, our clergy members in our church. Um, when you go to work, you expect certain things, you know, these are the reasons why we need to be able to be a healthy boundary setter 
in our lives. And when you set boundaries and you set healthy boundaries and you're confident in the boundaries that you set and you're fearless in the com- and effect, fe- what? Here we go. What's an episode without me getting tongue twisted? And you're fearless in the boundaries that you've set. You are on the path to living a more fulfilling life. You're on the path to uh, feeling more respected. You'll experience more joy. You'll feel more of a sense of dignity and self-respect because it's like, wow, I set this boundary and I just, you know, and people end up starting to respect you more when you set boundaries, you know, after stepping away from the fear of of it. People start to respect you more when you when you set boundaries and you'll be treated in a way um, where you feel valued and you might even start to value the other person even more or value a situation even more. So the first step in setting boundaries for uh, folks who struggle with anxiety is that you have to recognize that you need to set the boundary. So the only way you're going to know if you need to set the boundary is if you really step back in a situation and be like, okay, what are the emotions that I'm feeling here? Why do I feel this way? How's it making me feel, right? The telltale sign that a boundary needs to be set, uh, especially with a friend, uh, an intimate partner, coworkers, bosses, the telltale sign is that you resent that person. You resent that thing. You resent that issue. So resentment is the telltale sign that you definitely need to really assess the situation and figure out what boundary needs to be set. Another sign is guilt. Guilt of um, fearing that you might push the person away. You might push the situation. You, you know, you might sabotage the situation. Um, um, feeling violated or angry, but not speaking up about it and feeling like th- someone has imposed on you or feeling imposed on in general. Um, if you're always feeling imposed on or if you're always feeling angry and resentful about something, and but you're doing it anyway, <laughs> that is a tall tale sign that there are certain boundaries that pertain to you and your life and what you're willing to do and how far you're willing to go and be comfortable in how far you're willing to go that a boundary needs to be set. That's the first step, okay? So that, I I encourage you to maybe even do some like workbook kind of work with yourself, some journal work with yourself and think about times where you've been in a situation where someone called you and, you know, or, 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 or let's, for instance, with me with dating, I don't, I'm still learning how to set boundaries in dating. And I, I've set my very first boundary that I was very proud of um, this go round because I thought that this person was like amazing. And no, the person really is amazing. The person just not amazing for me. And I realized that and I was just like, okay, this situation is not serving me. I'll be damned if I'm going through another situation where someone got me feeling away and I'm hanging on their every word and I'm just trying to figure if they like me or not. And oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So I set the boundary that nope. I deserve better. Um, This was nice. I'm not going to just hang on what was so nice because I, you know, feel like things will change or this person is just going through something. No, I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is stand, stand firm and what I believe and what I believe is, is that I deserve, uh, uh, I, I deserve better and I know what I want in a relationship. And so the boundary was set that this does not serve me. 
So I'm no longer doing this anymore. And once you get to that point, I think it's like, whoa, it's hurtful sometimes or there's a grieving. There's a grievance sometimes in boundary setting because you might lose someone. Um, But at the end of the day, what is it? What's better to lose that person, to lose someone or you lose that thing or lose yourself? And I choose me and I ain't trying to lose me ever again. I lost myself a long time ago. Oh, but now I'm found. Okay. Oh, you know, that'll preach. But anyway, but yes, um, what that's when you start to write in your journal and start to talk about what, what is it worth? What's worth you, you losing yourself? And nothing is. I'm going to tell you, I ain't gonna, you know what, write it down. But I'm going to tell you right now, ain't nothing worth you losing yourself. So so, so the step one is to the recognizing um, that you need to set the boundary and 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 recognizing why you need to set the boundary, um, which is the if you the resentment, the guilt, the feeling violated, the anger or feeling imposed on. Second, you once you've done all of that, um, you focus on the behavior that you want to happen and you focus on the behavior that you want to engage in with someone and not so much on the on the behavior that you don't like. That's like um, law of attraction, manifestation one on one or like how you never you're not supposed to focus on the things that you don't want, because the more you focus on what you don't want, the more of it that you get. So the the first thing you want to do is if you're trying to change behavior is not to focus on the things that you don't like. Don't focus on the shit that you hate. Don't focus on the shit that you hate. Focus on the things that you would like to see happen in this relationship. Um, If you want somebody to respect your time and stop texting you or stop contacting you um, after midnight, Um, if um, your friends constantly invite you to go out right um and then get mad at you because you say you don't want to go so then because you don't want them to get mad you end up going anyway and doing something you did not feel do, feel like doing in the first place don't focus on the the imposing and fo- focus on what you would like your friend to do you would like your friend to be a lot a little more supportive um, a little more understanding that you don't want to go out all the time. You, that's not in your life. You don't do that anymore. You don't, that's not how you get down anymore. So you want to focus more on the behavior that you would like for them to adopt <laughs> in the relationship with you. Right. So you can write down also, see, this is all writing to me. Cause I think with Bob setting, with, with setting boundaries, you do need to sit down and like really, get into the nitty gritty of this with yourself. So, and I think the best way to do that is to write it out and like look at it and have a visual of um, your feelings and a visual of where you're trying to go and how you're trying to change um, what's currently happening in your life. So um, write down how you would like your friends or your your intimate partner or your coworkers to um, behave uh, with you and how, that will make you feel and think about how look the relief that that will give you, you know, because again, with manifesting, manifesting in law of attraction, it's all about feeling. So get into the feeling of how would this person make me feel if I, uh, if they could change their behavior and, and what would this make me feel like if, if anybody in general, new or old that came into my life was just adapting to the way that I'd like to adapt. 
once you're focusing on all of that, right, um, and figuring out the good behavior that you want versus the bad behavior that's happening, the next step before you approach, before you start to set the boundaries, is you want to remove blame. Because once you approach somebody or once you say something uh, coming from a blame space is going downhill, y'all. I'll tell you right now. And also, even if you come from a place of I'm not, this is not me adding blame. I guarantee you, especially if it got something to do with men, (laughs) um, they still gonna find a way to feel blamed. But you still need to approach it and still stay firm in what you're saying that and keep repeating that this is not me blaming you. This is me explaining to you how I, how the situation that's happening between us can't happen no more <laughs> because it don't serve me. And what happens is, is either y'all going to come to an agreement and compromise or the person is like, I'm, I don't got time for this shit. And they get the hell out of Dodge. Either way, you've done what you're supposed to do. Okay. Cause people who are supposed to be in your life will be in your life. And the ones who ain't will bounce. So, um, removing the blame will help a lot when you're getting ready to approach a person, right? So let's remove the blame, remove victimhood. Okay. So you don't want to, uh, approach it like, <laughs> You hurt me so much. I'm so tired of feeling this way. Oh, That's not going to get you nowhere neither. Okay. Because one is you're not a victim. And two is victimhood is a very manipulative way to communicate to people. Okay. And this is speaking to all of us. We've all done it where it's like we have this whole pity party about how someone has hurt us and someone has done us so bad. And you're approaching this person and just throwing everything at them. And rightfully, sometimes it's rightfully so. And sometimes it's not. Um, But, but I think in all instances, even if someone has done wrong by you, the victimhood approach kind of manipulates the situation to put people at, at, to make people feel guilty into changing their behavior. I I believe it is my opinion. I'm I'm not no scientist, no, 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 no uh, psychologist, no nothing. But I believe that when you do the victimhood and, and push someone into uh, feeling guilty about something, um, the change of behavior nine times out of 10 is not genuine. Do am I listen? I, it's like, I don't even know where the words or the knowledge be coming from. <laughs> I gotta be like the pastors. You know what? Thank you. Holy spirit. Thank you for bringing, for giving me that. Um, but yeah, when you come from a victim standpoint, and you approach, I have to repeat this because we, you know, we have to get this in our, we have to reprogram our minds and all, this is what a lot of these episodes are about. I hate to digress guys, but when we're talking and we repeat stuff over and over or we, you know, and we're delving into how to change our, um, our behavior, um, we have to reprogram our mind and when the way we reprogram our mind is with repetition. So again, I was saying that. Um, coming from a victimhood standpoint opens you up to people possibly changing their behavior. But if they change their behavior, sometimes that change of behavior is not genuine. So now that we've 
gotten to that point, right? We're removing blame. We're removing victimhood, right? The the special part about the setting boundaries that needs to be removed for us because we have our the 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 um, interaction that we have with anxiety. Okay, and we want to make sure that we're talking about anxiety in the third person that is not a part of us. It is something that has come into our lives and it's something that we are going to remove from our lives. So for us, we have to remove the fear. And that is a hard thing to do because we're constantly fearing something, right? We have to remove the fear of abandonment, the fear of rejection, the fear of not being liked, um, the fear of uh, I, like, what is it? Because I fear sometimes when I want to stand up for myself, I fear that I'm hurting someone's feelings by doing that. And I don't know where that came from. Um, I'm sure it definitely comes from some kind of childhood trauma and some kind of manipulation that happened <laughs> to me as a child when I wanted to stand up for myself or someone who came to me and felt victimized by me standing up for myself. So um, I think that, you know, we definitely have to remove fear that in, in setting boundaries and just stepping out on a ledge and just doing it, um, not worrying about if the person is going to leave me or not, not worrying if the friend doesn't want to be your friend anymore, um, not worrying about the person thinking that you're an awful person because you know for a fact that you are not an awful person. You know that for a fact. And I have in my notes here, and I have this, I have to find it because I'm doing this program with Marissa Peer and I love her. Um, and she was saying something about where is my notes? Let me see. Where is it? Okay, here, here. I found it. Here we go. One of the things that I learned in this program is that no one can reject you without your consent. So what that means. What that mean? How does that help you drop the fear? Because that helped me um, in in realizing ab- about releasing fear of what people are going to think about me and if someone's going to reject me. Um, can't nobody reject you if you don't give consent to it. You know what I'm saying? So what that means is somebody can say no to you. Someone can say, I don't want to be your friend no more. Someone can say, I don't want to be your man no more. I don't want to be your girlfriend no more. I, I just don't want no parts of you. That ain't got nothing to do with you. That's none of your business. Will it hurt? Hell yeah. Will you have to grieve that situation? Hell yeah. But it still has nothing to do with you um, as a person um, and who you are at the core, right? They didn't reject you when they did that. You know what I'm saying? So when someone chooses not to be uh, connect with you anymore or a job chooses to fire you or what whatever the situation whatever the rejection is right whatever the abandonment is it has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with them one of my favorite saying is sayings are that I learned from my mother everything people say and do says nothing about you and everything about them so whatever's going on in their life, this, these are the choices that they're choosing to make. And hurt people hurt people. But that hurt person can never reject you if you don't give them the consent to reject you. So you reject that. <laughs> oh, that person didn't reject me. He, he he was going through something. And and it just, he was not the person that I should be dating. 
um, um, there, there, there is someone out there for me. And I know that for a fact, because he's not it he's not it and it didn't work out and it didn't work out for a reason. Um, that job didn't work out for a reason. Um, they let me go, although I know I tried to do the best that I could, but they didn't reject me cause I don't, I don't subscribe to that. They didn't reject me cause I don't consent to them rejecting me. Did they let me go? Hell yes. Am I upset cause I ain't getting the coin? Hell yes. But guess what? There's another job out there for me. So that wasn't rejection. Um, it was actually just an experience in my life that that taught me something and whatever that lesson was, I've learned it and I'm moving on. So that's how when you start to change your mind frame and reprogram your mind to say, I you can't reject me unless I give consent to you rejecting me. And the consent is you the 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 quote unquote rejection happening and then you going home and saying, Oh my God, this person don't want me no more, Jesus. Oh. What am I going to do? I'm not attractive enough. I'm not smart enough. I I, I I ain't got enough money. I don't have this. I don't have that. I, 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 I. So now you're giving consent to being rejected. How good is that to know that you have that much control over whether or not you get rejected or not? Like, like you don't, like that person doesn't have that control over you. So when we break it down like that, when we break down the fears, of the boundaries like that, <clears throat> it's become a little more easier for me to be able to stand in my truth and 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 just explain to people what it is I want in life. And I'm speaking to myself right now because I'm in a situation where I'm allowing, I'm allowing conversations to happen. I'm allowing people in my space that just don't serve me, don't treat me right, ain't really, you know, um, intentional about being um, my friend or intentional about being my partner. And I'm speaking to myself right now because I need to still get to a point where that fear doesn't linger anymore. So sometimes the fear for me lingers and then I have to catch myself. Wait a minute, girl, wait a minute. Can't nobody reject you if you don't give consent to that, if you don't give consent to them. So We've removed the blame. We've removed the fear. We focused on the behavior that we want and um, we don't focus on the behavior that we don't want. We've recognized all the boundaries that we need to be set, that need to be set in our lives. And we've recognized it by calling out the resentment, the guilt, the violation, the anger or feeling imposed upon or taken advantage of. So now that we've done that, um, and, and, and I said that backwards, <laughs> but it doesn't matter how you do it. Really, there's no um, no right way to do it. And I think sometimes things happen out of order. But as long as you two do these steps, I think you'll be on the, you're on the right path. So once you've done all of that, you're ready to start setting the boundaries. OK, you're ready to start standing up for yourself and you're ready to say what serves you and what doesn't. So what serves you now? That's when you need to pull out the paper, the pen and paper again, um, maybe right now while while we're listening to this. Okay, what serves you? What do you want? What do you actually want out of relationships? Um, if someone, if you have, this is, for instance, if you have a friend who um, constantly calls you and to dump on you, like to give you all the drama <laughs> and you're just not in a space to take all that drama, 
Do you continue to listen? Do you continue to text? Um, because, you know, a lot of a lot of people who who struggle with anxiety and anxiety disorders are empaths. So you want to um, be nurturing. You want to listen. You want to be that ear for that person. You start to feel for that person. You feel that person's pain. So um, we also have to be very careful with that. So what what is it that you want um, in that? Is when is when if when you have the friend that's going rattling off onto on your in your text message about what she or he is going through and hasn't even asked you how you're doing. So in that, sometimes there's there's small things that you can say. Um can you do you know, um listen, I, I'm so sorry that you're going through all of that. Can you give me a little bit of time because you know, I maybe I have I have to meditate for a couple a couple of minutes. Can you give me a bit of time because there's something I have to do, and I promise I'll hit you back when I have some time to talk about this. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say, um, I'm not. I see your text coming through. I don't want you to think that I'm ignoring you. I just can't get to them right now. You don't even have to say nothing else. Just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't have to say nothing else else after that. I see your text coming through. Don't want you to think that I'm ignoring you. I just have some other things that I got to get to. And I promise I'll get back to you when I get a chance. I'll get back to you at the moment. I have some free time to talk to you, you know, um, and these are just like small, you know, um, examples for me um, in dating. Um, If the person is presenting themselves to be inconsistent or weird or dumb, <laughs> like whatever it is that's happening in the dating world. Um, I, I evaluate and I make sure I'm saying, listen, is this a good person? Am I throwing something away? And then I think about it like, ain't nothing to throw away. <laughs> Cause this person is not even consistent with me. This person is not even being upfront with me. This person can't even barely have a conversation with me. What am I throwing away? There's nothing to throw away. So, I get to say this doesn't serve me anymore, and I get to say I'm going to ha- I, I'm I'm going to move on from this. I'm not going to continue to um, devalue myself in forcing a situation that possibly could be detrimental to me in the future. So it's just setting those boundaries and letting letting men know. Oh no, you don't get to call me. You don't get to text me after twelve. And ask me, do I want to come out? No, no, I'm not coming out. <laughs> like, no, I'm not. Um, again, I, I have to always use examples. I was never setting boundaries with a particular somebody and would just get up at the drop of a hat and come to this person's house. Go hang out with them. Go do whatever, whenever they ask at these crazy hours of the night and just be up all night and be tired in the morning and dragging at work. I finally had to say recently, y'all, last week, like, hey, listen. I'm going on 41 years old. It just don't, it don't, I don't get down like that no more. Like I'm every shit hit different when you hit 40 shit hit different for me personally. So the whole coming out of the house after, after 10 shit coming out of the house after nine. Sorry. Hey, it just doesn't work for me anymore. So if it don't work for you and you can't do something earlier, then we can't do this at all point blank period there was a little anxiety that that started to rile up like oh gosh he's never going to want to talk to you again or oh gosh what's going to happen um and actually that's not true that's not the case <laughs> that's not the case he still continues to talk to me um but but also knowing 
I'm not coming out of my house at no certain, no, no late hours of the night unless I feel like it, you know? So, um, you now have to start, um, projecting and, 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 and speaking the things that you don't like. So when something happens that imposes on you, that makes you feel resentful, that makes you angry, right? Stop in that situation and be like, okay, why is this making me angry? Why is this making me resentful? Once you say, okay, this makes me resentful because I don't, I I feel imposed on. I feel like I'm being forced to do something I don't want to do. Right. So just like that, just how you said it, if it's your mother, it's your father, if it's, it's your cousins, your friends, whomever, in a nice way, though, we can't come at these people with attitudes. We can't come at blame, blame, blaming them like you're an awful per- person. Like I said, just be like, you know, um, asking me to do that is kind of putting me out my way. And I feel like that's just not going to work for me. I'm happy to try to figure some other way out, but this particular way or this particular thing you need me to do is not going to work for me. So, so once you say, and once you say that it's the balls in their courts, either accept it or not, right? That, you know, it's either they're going to flow with it or they not. And that's how you always, you have to approach these um, conversations when you start to speak out and speak up for yourself, either they're going to flow with it or not. Keep saying that. Reprogram it. Reprogram that in your mind. Either they're going to flow with it or they're not. Either they're going to flow with it or they're not. <laughs> Say that as you're getting ready to send a text. Say it um, in your mind as you're uh, getting ready to speak this to someone face to face. And if they if they flow with it, cool. And if they don't, be okay with them not flowing with it. Because that means when someone and honestly, the, the 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 best way to see that you're setting boundaries and you're doing it right and you're doing it healthy is when you see someone, um, they don't flow with it. They like, whoa, and it kind of makes them uncomfortable. But at the same time, like their whole mannerism changes, their whole behavior changes. Like it's just like they realize they can't approach you the way they they used to approach you or the way they thought they could approach you. That's the, that's the best way to see, um, to measure how, um, healthy, how you're setting these healthy boundaries. So I encourage you guys, um, as you're listening to this to really start to evaluate and, and talk to yourself and write things, things out in your journal on how you can make some changes in your life, especially for us analogers who are on a journey to remove or on a journey to let's say I'm trying to think what's the best word are we removing anxiety from our lives are we to conquer the anxiety that is has been arising in our lives Um, it is especially important for us to set boundaries because when we don't set boundaries when we don't speak up for ourselves it actually makes the anxiety worse it puts us in a place of fear. It puts us in a place where we feel like our voices aren't being heard. And um, it feels like no one cares about us. No one likes us. Da, 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 da. You know, it goes all the way in this rabbit hole. And then the, the anxiety just riles up and sometimes it manifests itself physically in you. So it is very important for us to set boundaries if not anybody else, for people like us who struggle with anxiety in our lives and struggle with conquering anxiety in our lives, set the boundaries, okay? Set the boundaries. 
this is going to be the the most one of the most important things you're going to be able to do you're going to do in your life and you're going to do on this wellness journey to conquering the anxiety don't be afraid to set the boundaries don't be afraid let go of the fear of the rejection the fear of the abandonment and let go of just not being liked let go of all of that because can't nobody reject you if you don't give them consent i love y'all thank y'all so much for listening and until next time i ain't gonna hold you i ain't gonna let y'all hold me bye